All right, folks, uh, coming up on the screen, we've got one of these things that's the end of the world, and the other one, well, it's just an asteroid hurling toward Earth at the speed of sound. Okay, that's a joke, but listen, I'm trying, it's not comical, but it is, a, a, I want to make sure that we're holding and we're keeping everything in perspective, right? So the Fed has laid out a forecast, uh, it's higher for longer, but at the same time, ec economically, it looks like a soft landing, right? I mean, they, they push back against the notion of a tidal wave of rate cuts next year. I still think that's good news. The overarching narrative is that Jay Powell has now given up on the notion of, of a soft landing, a lot of it out of his control, although the, the stock, uh, you know, it, it, we started to higher numbers this morning the market obviously there's anxiety folks you can feel it it's thick it's in the air there's a lot of uncertainty there's a lot of anxiety there's even fear creeping in but that's nothing really if you're a stock investor don't even worry about that compared to bondholders because they are really really getting a gut punch at this moment and remember we're talking mostly asset managers who loaded up on bonds big time remember as that 10-year yield went past four every single one of them told me it was easy money it was an easy lifetime opportunity to make easy money well, since April, TLT, which is the bond ETF, that's down almost 16%. Uh, take a look at that. So are we watching history in the making? I mean, in a really bad way. Treasuries, again, I remind you, never down three years in a row. In fact, down back-to-back -back years, that's been extremely rare. Now, the Mavens have loaded up to, to which I mentioned before, and they actually continue to voice confidence, right? Then again, though, these are the folks who talk, part of their, talk up their book as part of their job. So if you want to take the emotions out of what we're seeing right now, I suggest we take a look at yesterday, the 10-year bond yield. That's a chart of the gap. So remember, a gap is when you close at a certain level and you open significantly higher. That's a major gap. And what's really intriguing is it went through a key resistance point. I, I got to be honest, those are bond yields. If we were looking at a chart of a stock, it would be a screaming buy. That's right. From a technical point of view, it would be a screaming buy, which means in this case that bonds are a screaming sell. I'm going to bring in Bianco Research President Jim Bianco. And Jim, bonds are supposed to be rational. Everyone knows treating this spike in yields is irrational. But maybe it's just the, the sound of, the, you know, the smartest people in the room are just getting creamed in a trade that was supposed to be easy money. But they keep pushing back on the, on the message of the bond market, just saying it's temporary. Oh, I agree. I think that the story that, remember, last year the bond market was a disaster. It had its worst year ever. And coming into this year, all of the managers and the strategists said, you know, mean reversion took over. And they said, OK, this year's got to be a better year. For a little while earlier this year, it looked like that was going to be the case. But that's now reversed. And bonds are now in a losing position again. And I think really what it comes down to is their big overarching theme. Inflation's under control. The economy's going to be fine. We're going to have a soft landing. And now that's getting thrown into, you know, into the up in the air that that might not happen at all. I think what they're afraid of now is that we're going to have, let's use the phrase, no landing. The economy's going to be okay. You know, I didn't thought I'd say that that was bad news, but that's going to keep interest rates high. And the bond and the stock market and everybody else seems to be desperate for lower interest rates, and I don't think they're going to get them right now. What about other things too? Uh, you know, supply and demand. Uh, fewer buyers, a lot more demand, particularly from a government that can't stop spending money. Uh, it feels like, uh, and now we see where retail, where re uh, uh, retail or investors are actually buying more bonds now to fill the void, but they're going to demand almost higher yields, right? They're not going to accept lower yields. That, that's correct. The retail is buying more bonds because they're buying more stuff at the front end of the yield curve. Money market funds are yielding 5% with very little or no risk. That's been a tremendous pull of, of money. 
But there's an old saying in the bond market that there are no bad bonds, there's only bad prices. What does that mean? The bond market gets funded, it gets funded first. And all it has to do is lower the price, raise the yield, and it will suck money out of the stock market, out of the real estate market, out of savings accounts, whatever it needs to do to get funded. Now, of course, what I'm saying is that means higher yields, and right. that could be very injurious to the rest of the economy. But the bond market will get its money. And if it has to, it will lower those yields. So you're right. If the supply of bonds is going up big because we've got out of control government spending and demand is waning because the, the Fed's not buying and maybe central banks and foreign countries stop buying, then the bond market will just keep lowering the price and raising the yield until it attracts money. Let me ask you about uh, the Fed speakers are out today. To try, I wouldn't say damage control, uh, but uh, they've been pretty straightforward about maybe one more rate hike, asking us to be patient. Um, uh, and to your point, almost suggesting that maybe there's a new narrative, not a new paradigm per se, but a different kind of setting we're not used to. What, what do you, what's your thoughts on, on this message? So far, stock market, I don't know if it's buying it, but it's created a little bit of calm. Yeah, I mean, they're coming out and they're talking about that there might be one more rate hike. Now, I'm in the camp that there's probably I'm a little bit more hawkish than the average Fed governor or Fed uh, voter right now. I think they might wind up doing more. But that aside, I still don't understand why they would argue that there's one more rate hike. There's either going to be fighting inflation, which means at least one more, maybe more or we're done. I, I mean, I don't understand this. Why is there going to be one more? And I think that that confusion mm. has been filtering through the market all week. Yeah. Where are we in this cycle, Jay? Are we almost done? Or are we not almost done? And that's kind of where everybody's up in the air about with where the Fed's going. You know, they may have to rethink just this uh, constant communication because it really starts to backfire, particularly when they're not sure, right? And, you know, when they're not sure, they communicate to us that, that they're not sure and it makes us nervous. I, I agree. The biggest problem that they have at the Fed is there's this group think, right? They all come out, they all give us their own opinions, but then they all vote in line with each other. Yeah. So if you want to give me your opinion, then vote your opinion and let's start seeing some disparate votes in the FOMC. But we don't. They all yeah. say different things and then they all vote one way. And that's why we're all confused a lot. Hey, Jim, great stuff, my man. Have a great week and I always appreciate you. All right, folks, Thank coming you. up, it's Republican versus